0: Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the fairways of life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews. It's like anything else, if you
1: can analyze what caused your error correctly, then you're, you're home free. But if you
0: just kind of, oh, well, I three putted. Well, why did you three put There's a big difference between being 50 foot in the hole because you had a terrible iron. Or three putting from 15 foot, which would really bother me because then it was a speed issue because you didn't roll it close enough to the hole. Taking you beyond the ropes.
1: I'm not sure what was going on. Angel, you all right?
2: Yeah, I didn't know you were gonna expose me, but I was at bed, though. I got a Patron margarita mixer and I got some kombucha. See
1: now I take it that's not all just for tonight. <laughs>
0: Unforgettable stories. Actually, you know, Hogan
3: didn't cut the ball. So when he got rid of the hook and the ball went straight, in Hogan's mind, that was a cut. Times I played with him when he'd say, I kind of fanned that one, I cut that one. Or, it didn't cut, in my mind, it would have went dead straight. A bridge to
1: the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be?
3: Well, uh, I suppose it just did I have made a
1: contribution to the game to
0: help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams.
1: It is finally here. Masters Week. Monday of Masters Week as all play will be getting ready to get underway at Augusta National from this Thursday and in the coming hours and days we'll go through everything with you including the field, perhaps the favorites of the fields at least from an odd standpoint. We'll take a look at the weather for Augusta National. Nowhere near as cold as some people feared, for this time of year. And we'll talk about some broader concepts as well, including the concept that because Augusta National and the Masters has hosted and been the first major every year in April, there was a tremendous amount of anticipation because the length of time from the last to the next, the first, as it were, for any given calendar year. This year, it is the last of the calendar We didn't have four this year because of COVID, but we ended up having three. And the last of it is the Masters. Does it change your perception of the Masters? And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean that are we even capable of reaching the, the pinnacle of excitement that we feel in April when it has been so long waiting for another major championship? I would venture to guess that the excitement level is as high as it ever was. But I'm curious if it's slightly distracted by everything else that's going on in and around the world of sports and news right now. I have a feeling that everyone's going to be able to channel their focus this week for the Masters. Now, the week that was, Carlos Ortiz broke through and won for the first time on the PGA Tour at the Vivint's, uh Houston Open. It was a pretty emotional win for him. It was cool to see the emotions that he had immediately after securing the victory, but the victory was well-earned with a five-under-par round to shoot a score of 13 under par and defeat Hideki Matsuyama by two. There were some big names Dustin Johnson by two as well. There's some big names that were chasing him down. The A4 mentioned that you just heard from and even Brooks Kepka, who went 65-65 on the weekend and what does that foretell perhaps for the week that lies before us at Augusta National. With a recap of everything that took place, PGA Tour radio's Earl Forsey and Mark Wilson get us started. Well, Mark Wilson, we return for the Vivint Houston Open to Memorial Park Golf Course for the first time since the 1960s. It was entertaining. What a star started leaderboard at the end, but all the big names came up short with Carlos Ortiz winning for the first time in his career with a great closing 65.
2: I'm so proud of Carlos Ortiz. I got to play many rounds of golf uh, on the PGA Tour with him. He's a class act, nice guy. Uh, and he had Brooks Kepka charging early. You had Dustin Johnson charging Hideki Matsuyama. The guys started to figure out Memorial Park in the end. Memorial Park was a great venue, a lot of fun to watch. I know it's going to be a lot on a lot of guys' bucket lists to go play, including PGA Tour players that weren't there this week. But Carlos Ortiz did it best of anybody around the greens. 18 of 21 scrambling, went inside 30 yards, uh, and then he hit the ball tremendously today. So proud of Carlos Ortiz. First PGA Tour victory.
1: Yeah, and a great job by him and for some of these other players, Brooks
3: Kepka, Dustin Johnson among them. Uh, Matt, some great things to take into next week. The fall
1: Masters coming up, and we'll be back the week after that as we continue the fall section of the schedule on the PGA Tour late November at the RSM Classic. We love what you guys are doing, and we thank you for it, Earl, collectively for everyone on your crew that does such a great job week in and week out. PGA Tour Radio can be heard week in and week out on the PGA Tour app, and it can be heard on PGATour.com. It's also on Talk Sport if you're listening to us across the pond. And you can hear it across North America on the paid satellite service Sirius XM. Now, one of those who had a lot of attention paid to him, I've already mentioned the name and told you what he did on the weekend with dueling rounds of 65 to finish very strong and cause one to go, hmm, it's a major week and he's playing well again. Is there any surprise to that? I don't think so. And he was also the player advisor in the redesign that Tom Doak did on this venue. What the reviews were of that is interesting as well. The bottom line is Brooks Kepka is acting an awful lot like the Brooks Kepka that we once knew.
3: Yeah, played good, play good uh, the last two days. Nice. You know, built some confidence, I guess, going into Augusta, scoring well. Yeah. Um... You know, the first two days, it's a shame I put in uh, a new driver. Never should have done that. Probably cost me the tournament, but at the same time, I'm playing well and uh, just got to play well next week. So you made the turn one over yesterday. I um, really turned it on for your final 27 goals. Was that driver the only thing you were doing differently in, in that last stretch? What, what caused you to be able to turn it around? Yeah, it's just yeah. this golf course, if you're going to drive the ball in the fairway, you're going to have a lot of scoring opportunities, and first two days, um, that driver was terrible, just flat out. I um, don't know why we switched, but, you know, if you're going to hit four, three, four fairways a day, you're going to cost yourself at least three shots. Um, you can't control it around the greens, and you put yourself put yourself in some weird spots. But, you um, no, it's a shame. I, I know I would have won it if, if I just would have stuck with it. Um, thoughts on the course as a player consultant, how it turned out, uh, you know, throughout the week? It, it turned out better than I could have imagined. I think it's, uh, I love the fact there's so many different options from different tee boxes. You don't always have to play it off the back tee um, of the back of the tee box. Um, you've got different tee options for different pin locations. Um, you can move holes up. You can lengthen them if you want. Uh, there's so many options, and that's why I think this place has turned out better uh, than I thought it would. Any reviews from other players or did any players throughout the last few days ask you for advice on, on the course? No, nobody asked me for advice, but I wouldn't give it up either way. <laughs> All right, and uh, last question. Er, sorry, you already answered that one. Um, last question, how did you feel like this course prepared you for, for next week going into Augusta? Uh, I just needed to go out and go to score. Um, you know, I think the greens, uh, how quick they are, it's kind of It's nice to go into next week. Mm-hmm. But other than that, um, you know, it, it doesn't really resemble Augusta, mm-hmm. you know, there's not really much you could use here that you're going to use around Augusta. Augusta is a little bit more lush, um, and, the, and the fairways are quite wider. So, um, But it is what it is.
1: Brooks Kepka being Brooks Kepka. he is playing well, though, heading into the Masters regardless with those weekend rounds of 65, claiming that trying to put a new driver into play earlier in the week he thinks may have cost him a shot at that victory. Fascinating stuff. That's the way Brooks Kepka is. And he will be, I believe, Don, what day is he addressing the media? He's tomorrow at 11 a.m. from Augusta National when he will be speaking. I'll give you the full rundown of who's going to be speaking when uh, at Augusta National. Masters.com will be carrying all of those interviews if you want to watch them as well. I'm sure a golf channel and, the, and ESPN and the other outlets will also have them in all or part as well. We're going to hear from the winner and Carlos Ortiz in just a second. Two things I did want to tell you about before we got to that. First of all, biofit360.com. Log on there when you get a chance. Uh, we just got our CBD products in, and it's got it's these these little containers where you can try these different things depending upon what your objectives are. And one of them said sleep, which I immediately went to. Then one of them said deep sleep. I went with the deep sleep and I'm liking it. Uh, BioFit 360, if there's something that you'd like to deal with in your life, maybe it's pain uh, that you'd like dealt with, and they have the creams, the, the like I said, the bombs that they have. They, they have the kind that, that I take that you just squirt in, in under your tongue so your body absorbs it a little bit faster. You can check out everything that they have available. You might as well feel your very best, BioFit 360, with that. And this week, because it is the Masters, as I promised you guys, I'll be giving away this Cleveland Zipcore Wedge. Uh, this is a 56-degree with 10 degrees of bounce, and this is a pretty amazing wedges that Cleveland has come out here with because what they've done is is from the inside out, they've basically redesigned their weight distribution. So they have a lighter core in the middle of the club so that it's heavier on the perimeter. And when you do that, what happens is, is that you're going to have better stabilization, what they call MOI, which actually stands for Moment of Inertia at the Moment of Impact as well. All right, so uh, just f- make sure you follow us on Facebook or on on YouTube, Fairways of Life, and we'll pick somebody that's on those lists. To Carlos Ortiz, this was the first time that someone from Mexico won on the PGA Tour in 42 years. It was also his first victory. So for a lot of
0: reasons, this one meant a lot. Um, honestly, I was minding my own business. I was trying to hit it in the fairway to begin with, and then uh, from there, I knew I was going to have a good chance to hitting it close or putting it in the spot that I wanted to, especially with these greens. You know, they're kind of undulated and firm. So I think I did a great job today. Um, mentally, too, I, I've, been, I've been working really hard on, on staying positive, patient, and, and don't let uh, my emotions get the best of me. And I think I did a, an amazing job this week. Um, how I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy the way everything played out. And then, obviously, this time went my way, um, you know but i I feel like I've put put on the work, my team has been working with me really hard and, and uh, I'm just happy honestly n- nothing really changes I'm still going to be working on the same things uh, obviously it's awesome to validate the work and the hard work with with a uh, win um, but I'm still going to be working on the same things. I have a long way to go uh, from where I want to be, and these are uh, the uh, step in the right direction i It was awesome how you said uh, getting a win. It was amazing, but getting here in Texas, it it made it even better. Um, Texas is like my second home state. I've been here 12 years now, and and you know I'm just really grateful uh, from you know to this state. And, you know it's an amazing place. Uh, people are great to me. They're really friendly, and how you guys could see today, they were cheering for me. So it was a great experience, and and I'm just really happy it happened here. Uh, I mean, I've I've learned a lot. You know, it looked really easy in that first year for me on the web. Uh, winning three times, it looked like winning was easy, and and. You know, as I learned, uh, winning is not easy. You have to put a lot of hard work. And I think I've matured tremendously during those six years. Uh, I'm doing a lot of work mentally. Uh, My game, I feel like, is pretty solid. But mentally, I still have a long ways to go. And I think I'm taking uh, some good steps in the right direction. I knew I was capable of doing that because, uh, you know, I I know myself. But uh, obviously, validating that and then showing it, it, you know, it it definitely um, gets me more confidence and Um, uh, Overall, I'm just happy the way it, it played out.
1: I'm sure he is just happy the way that it played out. Carlos Ortiz with his first win on the PGA Tour. Coming up in the Fairways of Life show this morning, we're going to speak with someone that won nine times on the PGA tour and had many appearances and some very good ones at Augusta national as well. Looking forward to that conversation in just a bit. Robert McIntyre won on the European tour, the Aphrodite Hills Cyprus showdown. He won on the mark of seven under par. That was his effort for the day. And if that sounds strange to you to say, well, how could a person came in as the leader at level par and won at seven under? And that's because they reset. It was uh, only 16 into the final day in ties and he charged from behind and, Ended up with victory there for Robert McIntyre. That was his first victory, too, for the Scotsman on the European Tour. Now, in terms of the PGA Tour and some notables, you heard me mention a tie for second by Dustin Johnson on the mark of 11 under par. Really encouraging signs from world number one. 72-66, 66-65 as he was putting pressure on Ortiz all day. Tied for fifth, he who you just heard from, Brooks Kepka, finished with rounds of 72-70, and 70, which, again, He noted, saying it was because he was trying a new piece of equipment he shouldn't have done that. He went back to his old driver and shot weekend rounds of 65, told us he is playing without pain currently. Tied for seventh, a, a player that has been playing well for some time now, and Terrell Hatton finishing the mark of seven under par. That was on the wings of a five under par final round of 65, finishing a tie for seventh. Jason Day, last week on Morning Drive, they asked us the question, who do you think needs a great week at the Houston Open, who would benefit from a great week there uh, heading into the Masters. And my pick was Jason Day, because if you look at what Jason Day has done so far this season, he's gone through these like little mini stretches, good and bad, peaks and valleys, where the mini stretches, for example, he finished tie for fourth at the PGA Championship. Then he'll go through another stretch where will have two missed cuts and a withdrawal. So, obviously, some of it are injury-related. Uh, hopefully, it's a confidence-related thing for Jason Day. Granted, his, his final round yesterday was the worst of the week. He went 67-68-67, but a 71. Yesterday, he still finished tied for 7th, and he still has to have some good vibes going heading to Augusta. Tied for 11th, Shane Lowry, the champion golfer of the year. He finished with rounds of 68 on both Saturday and Sunday, Tied for 15th, a name we haven't heard much from since the last Masters. Francesco Amolinari finished at five under par. He with a final round of 66. Also tied for 15th, Victor Hovland finished on five under par. Tony Finau tied for 24th at three under. What could be for Tony and the power that he has coming up here tied for 32nd. Padraig Harrington finished at one under par. Adam Scott tied for 32nd. They're a Masters champion, tied for 44th. Graham McDowell finished at one over. Uh, Zach Johnson tied for 50th at three over alongside of our friend uh, Greg Chalmers. Amongst those to miss the cut, Jordan Spieth missed at four over par after rounds of 73 and 71. Charles Schwartzel at four over par after rounds of 72 and 72. And a couple of Masters champions, Keegan Bradley missed a cut at five over. Uh, Sergio Garcia missed a cut at five over as well, 74-71 for him, a Masters champion, he who has contended many times at 6 over par, missed a cut in Lee Westwood. Stateside getting ready, no doubt. Phil Mickelson was 9 over par, 76-73 for Phil. Jason Dufter finished at 9 over as well. So there's a quick leaderboard Uh, update in terms of who the notables are. BenHoganGolf.com, log on there today. You can see everything in their great product line, including the new GS53 Max driver, which is absolutely packed with technology. But what it isn't packed with is a high price tag. You're going to get all the benefits without the middleman because it is a direct relationship between you and Ben Hogan Golf. And best of all, you're putting a driver in your golf bag that has the name Ben Hogan etched right into the metal. More of the Fairways of Life show coming up on this Monday of Masters Week after these words.
2: If you listen to the wind, you can hear it. That's Ireland calling you home. Home to the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world, defined by soaring dunes, undulating fairways, venerable bunkers, and whimsical green complexes. From Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, site to the 2019 Open Championship, to Ballyliffen, Lahinch, and Ballybunyan, numbering among the Lynx Golf Masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn. Come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life. Get started at ireland.com.
1: Footjoy, the number one outerwear brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year by providing the best gear to make every day playable. The new Hydro Series line of jackets provides you with the ultimate protection wherever you're teeing it up this season. Whether it's the Hydro Light, the perfect lightweight summer jacket, for, say, golf in Florida, Arizona, the Hydro Knit, which protects like a rain jacket but feels like a mid-layer for places like California or the Carolinas, FootJoy has a rain protection to keep you dry and plain through any weather. Also joining the FJ Performance lineup this year is the all-new Hydro Tour rain jacket designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions. Play more golf this year and get the gear you need to play in those conditions. Visit FootJoy.com/medp. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip. That's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Monday, and we welcome your company from wherever around the globe you're joining us, whether on the audio side, which is available on every major audio platform around the world, or on the television side, which we're beta testing through predominantly Facebook and YouTube. Uh, Right now, there are other places you can find it, but that would be where we would encourage you to go and follow us on those two sites, and you'll be in the running for this Cleveland Zip Core wedge. Uh, This is 56 degrees with 10 degrees of bounce that we'll be giving away to someone this week uh, in celebration of the Masters and more. I'm really excited about my next guest. I've had the the pleasure and the honor to work alongside him in various forums, and his insight is always something unique, uh, one of the most astute and intelligent who have ever played the game of golf, and those insights will reflect the same, there is no doubt. Uh, But I wonder how many anyone who is watching or listening to us in the program today uh, would be familiar with the background of Stuart Appleby. How many realize that when he was growing up in Australia, he actually grew up on a farm and he would hit golf balls after he finished his chores as a youth. He decided clearly early on in his life that golf was going to be his thing because instead of college, he attended the Victoria Institute of sport where he essentially majored in golf, kind of like a golf high school, if you please. It's also where he met and was taught by his longtime coach. He showed some incredible, promising attributes early. He won the 1991 Queensland Open as an amateur. He turned professional after in 1992. And obviously it was clear right away he was on the right path. In '94, he won two professional events in Australia. He shortly made the way stateside. He won on the what was then called Nike Tour, now called the Corn Ferry Tour, almost immediately. And before we knew it, he had found himself on the PGA Tour, and he took well advantage of that from 1996 right up until now. Stuart Appleby has played in 551 PGA Tour events. He collected an incredible nine PGA Tour wins, 13 runner-up finishes, including the 0-2 championship, which he lost in a playoff, 69 top 10s. If all that isn't enough, the accolades continue. In all, he's collected 18 professional victories, He was the PGA TOUR's Comeback Player of the Year in 2010. He won, by the way, at the Greenbrier after shooting at 59 in the final round. And he's had the honor to represent the international team of the President's Cup five times in 1998, in 2000, in 2003, in 2005, and in 2007. On the cusp of the PGA TOUR champions, perhaps, at 49 years young. I'm sure there's many more things to celebrate in the years that come. But we decided to celebrate the start of the Masters with Stuart Appleby and his thoughts, having played in 14 Masters tournament, finishing in a tie for seventh back in 2007. How are you, my friend?
2: Great, Matt. Great to uh, hear your voice again and you're uh, waxing lyrically again, I see.
1: Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. And and let's let's find out what uh, lyrical waxing that you can do for us with Augusta National. If you don't mind, I just want to start there and ask the first time that you were on the property the first time you went down Magnolia Lane, what was the emotional experience like with you and how did it match up with your dreams?
2: Um, you've, I mean, you felt like you're entering something um special, uh, sacred, um, holy. <laughs> uh, any amateur that's ever got to be a patron there would sort of understand those words because they would have floodbacks of oh, I remember, this is, oh, this is this and this is that, that's the shot, this is the lie. Um, for me, it was, I was there with Ernie, actually, in a practice round p- previous to my the actual tournament week. So it was quite um, eye-opening and very quiet. There was no one really around, so it was nothing like Augusta, although this year Augusta is going to be a very quiet backdrop to uh, the normal bouncing of sounds that move around, but, oh. It was special, and it always will be special. And everyone, all the legends that you've had on shows before have always talked about it never gets dull. You never get ho-hum about driving down Magnolia Lane. Or, obviously, the course has changed a lot, but it is still such a special place.
1: With, with the way that that property lays out, the fact that from a, from a drainage engineering perspective, you've got Ray's Creek that runs through the low part of the golf course, and obviously with the resources that Augusta National has to ensure that everything's going to drain as perfectly as it's capable of at, at a course. I still want to ask the question of you anyway, because there is the chance of, of some good amounts of rain potentially for a couple of the competitive days this week. How does the course drain? How does the course dry? How does it play when it's raining?
2: It's, um, it's obviously like, like any real course. Once it's, if it's dry, it plays quite difficult and quite bouncy. And Augusta's got a lot of topography going on there that is double or triple what you think it is in, in from what you perspective on TV. So look, there's no problem for water getting to, to Ray's Creek. And as a player, knowing where Ray's Creek or the most immediate portion of Ray's Creek is, which can be many, many hundreds, if not half a mile or more away, knowing where that is, on a green especially, plays a huge role. I mean, that five or 10 degree difference uh, and that course knowledge is probably like no other. I would say the only other course, which is very much the opposite, would be St. Andrews, is knowing how to tack your way around St. Andrews. But Augusta is all about where's Ray's Creek, where's the slope, what markers can I use off the green, the second pine tree or the scoreboard on the front of 10. And all these things make a – I honestly take dozens and dozens of rounds of golf before you come, become comfortable with it. Uh, and Race Creek is one of those inbuilt uh, knowledges you must have a, a great feel for.
1: That's fascinating, Stuart, because the spirit of Bob Jones is happy right now because when he originally uh. wanted to design the golf course in his property, he wanted it to be an inland St. Andrews old course-like uh, layout, And and to think that there's that kind of nuance hidden through... Uh, and revealed through experience is, is absolutely fascinating now in your experience from the first time that you were there what what year do you recall what was the first year that you were at Augusta uh,
2: my first year would have been 97 I believe
1: okay so not wow a, a very uh, important one at that so in from 1997 until the last time that you competed at the Masters how much of a change in the golf course did you notice and what kind of changes did you see
2: a lot of changes um the things that really blew me away is how they could make a change in 12 month period and you were told about the change you were like okay we've added 25 yards we've moved the tea a little bit and you'd look around and be like yeah i guess you couldn't there was no there was no scars on the ground there was the turf was perfect everything looked like it had been there for 10 years um probably one of the the biggest changes was 11 tee shot you know that they planted Dozens and dozens of large, what's now becoming large, uh, pines down the right-hand side. That used to be a runway, literally a place to land a plane. It was it was so easy to hit. It was such a, if you were a long hitter, very approachable hole. Then they started moving the tee multiple times and angling it back, and now it's one of the most demanding tee shots you can find, and one of the most brutal holes, and probably plays more like the uh, the blood pressure tension on Sunday that like it did fifty years ago. Um, it. Every hole had little tweaks and they were all done with class and they were done with intelligence and done with all the factors taken in, tilts of greens, everything. I mean, I've never felt and sensed the quality of the work they did was surgical, not in just the, like you mentioned, they've got resources like nobody else, but just, you still have to get it geographically right, the slopes right, the pins right, what's fair, what's going to not be fair, and they did it every year brilliantly, and obviously, you know, if Tiger Woods hadn't turned up or turned up five years later, we'd be only we'd be five years further into the progression or back from the progression of changing the course. But the the, the facilities, the media now—you can talk from the media point of view—the new driving range. I mean, they are big picture for sure.
1: Uh, Stuart, did you have? A particular philosophy when when you were at Augusta National, particularly when you were playing well at the Masters in terms of how you were approaching your your competitive play on either an individual hole or or the golf course as a whole.
2: You know, I guess if I answer that question a little bit backwards a bit, um, I think you'll be able to tell me, was it 1997 that Jack Nicklaus played really well, correct?
1: 98, he played really well, yeah.
2: 98, okay, so 98. So I played with him the first two days. And it was pretty awesome, no doubt about that, to see what looked like for a young man like me. This guy looked 100 and was just, you know, playing unbelievable golf. And we all know about his record there. But I remember growing up in my amateur years when I was becoming a better amateur, I was playing at Royal Melbourne and so on. Very fast, hard greens. I'd heard about Augusta my whole life. And I'm like, holy cow, Augusta's greens, Augusta's greens. And I got up there and I think I shot like one or two over par. And, with, and the greens were lightning. But later on, I found out that was as quick as I'd ever got. And from then on, I was always sort of, okay, if that's Augusta, then I can understand Augusta. But what I didn't realise with Augusta, and I'd never grown up in a, with a golf course at all that was, was more like St Andrews than Augusta, was just reading these, we talk about Ray's Creek, these pulling forces that didn't always show up in your vision and feel. And I found Augusta very tr- tricky. And the one year I played really well in 07 was the year that was really cold, which honestly I thought we were gonna get this week. And it was really cold and I decided I'm just gonna relax, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm playing really well. I, I played well, at, um, I think I finished second the week before at Houston to maybe Adam Scott. So I was had some form, but I always found Augusta so hard to put your arm around and, and, and nurture and get comfortable with, because it's constantly tricking you. And I had a notebook on that course on my yardage book I had notes after notes after notes. Where one, I had five or six pins, where to hit it to that pin, where to be on this pin. Do I want to be long? Do I want to be right? Do I want to be left? And I had to commit to that. And I'd never had a course where I had to write basically all these instructions of where to hit the ball. Um, and I miss Augusta from that point of view, but uh, it was tactically such a difficult golf course to get around. And I found it very hard. Obviously, I didn't play well in that 07 year. On Sunday, I was playing with Tiger, which is another animal altogether. But, you know, plying 72 holes there well, or pretty much well, is just the toughest test, I think.
1: It's a testament, to Appleby, to the caliber of play that you demonstrated throughout the course of your career and certainly at the height of your prowess that you're telling us in the same story you're telling us about playing with Jack Nicklaus, uh, one time and then playing with Tiger on another. Absolutely fascinating yeah. stuff to have walked alongside of the legends uh, at a piece of property such as that. Now, that piece of property, we've, we've talked about approach, we've talked about philosophy, we've talked about nuance, we've talked about changes where we are at right now in 2020, uh, one, it's, it's a November Masters, and I'm curious if you have any thoughts in general about how you think Augusta National will play perhaps differently than, than it would normally in April given the fact that temperatures Fahrenheit are supposed to be pretty warm, 70s, maybe even uh, low 80s uh, this week. And then we can talk some more about players that you think that the current setup may, may favor. So to the first point, with how the golf course may or may not play in November, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, I, I look back probably like you did initially when we uh, the date was announced to be in November. I looked at temperatures. We're looking at temperatures probably in the 40s and 50s in the morning and days that were certainly could be could be cold. Um, mm-hmm. Only going back a week ago in Orlando, we had quite a bit of cool weather. You can imagine what it's like, you know, 500 to 1,000 miles further north. So quite easily could have had sweaters, you know, really been a, a gloves and beanie sort of a tournament. It looks like, to be honest, we're going to have weather that's more like what we are in April. Now, looking at the weather forecast, reasonable, above 50% chance from sort of Tuesday lunchtime to Thursday afternoon. Sort of, let's say, those two days look potentially wet. Um, Again, we talked about the money they can spend on uh, vacuum greens and sucking moisture out. So the greens never really change hugely. They do get soft, still very pacey. And then when they can dry and we get those dry, crisp winds, they can get very fast. Again, they never get out of control. It will be the fairways. It will be really how much runs in the fairways. And, and as we've talked about now with certainly Bryson and his uh, physical challenges he's taken on have shown some fruition. Uh, there's been a lot of long hitters at uh, Augusta that have done really well. I remember Phil Mickelson telling me many years ago when I played with him that his off-season job to get ready for Augusta in April was just to, to hit the gym hard and just smash, smash, smash it. The time he gets to Augusta, he's got his swing, well, for him, under control but has, is one of the longest guys out there. Now, we've obviously had a good, strong domination, statistically, by left-handers at Augusta uh, that uh, just shows up. Now, what does that mean? Uh, Mike, we are certainly not a Bubba Watson and uh, uh, Phil Mickelson, but length does play a role. High ball flight does play a role. And certainly the last nine holes, what will really play and do is how comfortable are you being on a golf course that says, are you comfortable? And can you answer that question? That'll be a great, great watch, but the weather's just not going to be what I thought it was.
1: Yeah, that's probably that latter question you just asked rhetorically is the one that dries the mouth and and puts uh, the sweat in the palms of the hand and gets the heart beating. there's no doubt about that, and and certainly we're going to see plenty of of stress. I mean, through this whole stretch, uh, save for this past weekend where there were some fans back on site again, there's been a lot of talk about not having fans at PGA Tour events and what impact it's had on the players, but I think we've seen plenty of pressure coming down the stretch. Maybe it would be different if there were fans on site, but we've certainly seen the impact of the moment uh, as players were coming down and, and, and fate ultimately deciding victory or lack thereof. You've noted a couple of times this week without patrons on site at Augusta National, it will be different. It will be quiet. Uh, when you think about the experiences of many that you had on that property, uh, Stuart Appleby, uh, what are your thoughts in terms of, of playing in the solidarity of, of a, a piece of property that when it is quiet and when it is serene, as you've described, it almost seems spiritual, but what's it going to be like when the tournament proper kicks off?
2: I think this could be the weirdest tournament for feel for the players because they are two extremes. Augusta, you come out of the clubhouse, you come over to the golf site, of the clubhouse and there's patrons everywhere you've got them at their tables having cocktails and so on you've got them around the green you've got them on the tee you're literally bumping elbows going to the first coming off the ninth the tenth there's areas where you sort of really get quite close to them and you really feel that augusta energy and how the sounds certainly come the weekend bounce throughout the golf course and and almost distant roars from so far away, you can almost you can hardly tell where which hole they're coming from. But then you have other holes where you feel like you are any day of the year out at Augusta. You go to eleven, and basically no one's on eleven. You don't see anybody for fifty yards or more, seventy yards. You know you're up the trees are on the right. You go down eleven green. There's no one around. You go to twelve green. There's no one around. You sort of walk mm. off thirteen. There's no one around. You have these areas where you really no bodies near. You um and it's quiet and it's serene, and then other times you're sort of it's on you, you come to you know, certainly sixteen and 17's a shoot, eighteen, you know, they're right on the tee, So it is a um a real test of uh calmness and but I think the players this week are just gonna probably be the weirdest feeling ever. We're playing the Masters and it's a ghost town. I, I can't think of a stranger of anywhere else.
1: I will certainly wait to see how that uh, plays itself out. So, Stuart, to the the last point, you alluded to the fact of of players you keep an eye on when you mentioned Bryson DeChambeau, certainly. But are there a handful of players that, based upon how they're playing right now, you would look upon as the favorites?
2: I, I think you've still got to go for guys experience at Augusta. You know, you really need experience. I think you do. I, I think, ultimately, unless you've got a huge dose of... Uh, that Dustin Johnson looking Teflon type of personality. And you're like, yeah, whatever Augusta last nine holes. I'm just going to go do my thing. I'm playing really good. And you dumb it down, play caveman golf. I just think experience of rounds at Augusta is just so critical. And it'll be critical when that little voice in your head's going, talking to you and you're trying to shut him up and you're trying to commit to your yardage book. Like I say, would have the hit to this position. You're really trying to stay committed. I think all, I think, Guys with the experience at Augusta that are form players, that you can what do you call good horses, thoroughbreds, they're going to be there. Um, you know, Tiger, like I said, I played with him in 07, played many practice rounds with him. I mean, that guy can play really, now, he's not the same player, but by any normal standards, he has such an advantage on that golf course. over Even guys in form, you can look at a guy like Dustin Johnson and a Tiger Woods is a gear off it, and all of a sudden, it's the other way around. He's a, a shot around plus better than Dustin. He has such intimate knowledge, and the comfort level there is, I don't think, like any other player I've ever seen at any tournament, let alone Augusta.
1: Fascinating stuff. Stuart, hey, before we let you go, uh, I did want to ask you about any sponsors. Is there anyone you're associated with that you want to spread a little love to?
2: Um, well, it's been a bit tough, but this year with I'm um, with us, so I, I think it's been a bit tough for them uh, getting their uh, brand out there, but I look forward to signing on and getting into their membership. Um Travis Matthews obviously my shirt. I've got a bit of a Hawaii-looking tropical shirt, which yeah, is, doesn't great. apply to Augusta, but actually I think after looking at the forecast, uh, it is. And unfortunately, my Calaway clubs have been gaining a few My sand wedges are looking probably, well, definitely less worn or used than yours. So I've got to find it back on the range and uh, scratch them off a bit.
1: That's awesome. You, that just, just for clarity, because you broke up a little bit, Claire, uh, Callaway, you were talking about with the, with the last clubs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I was talking about
2: Callaway. I said that my sandwiches in my bag are so rusty, because I haven't played at all, really, the last <laughs> year-odd plus. I've been barely slapping it around Isleworth, but uh, I know, I'm sure your clubs are more scratched up than mine. I'm, I'm a bit behind on the technology. I'll have to go and make a phone call to get the new stuff.
1: Well, come on by when you're ready, and we'll talk about it. And the first yeah. sponsor that you <laughs> mentioned that you said you're, you're eager to sign uh, on with, I didn't hear it.
2: Well, I'm with inspirado, So I noticed this oh. year, obviously with COVID, we've been it's been very tough for, to get out and obviously, you know, exercise the membership and, and do things. But uh, looking forward to I don't know when we're going to be normal again and when we're going to be sort of travelly, but uh, it's um it's going to be a while, I think.
1: I uh, we pray for normal again and and hopefully your your dial up internet will be a little stronger when you tell me your sponsors next time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's like a cave in Afghanistan or
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Appleby, thank you so much for your time, my friend. It's it's incredible. Whenever we get a chance to speak to you, I'm looking forward to being in studio Thanks, with you man. again too, whenever that will be.
2: Cheers, mate. Thanks. Th- thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Uh, folks, you can log on to FrenchLick.com whenever you want to, and you can see this incredibly beautiful and historic resort. They have multiple historic hotels, and you're talking about taking a step back in time and seeing the glory of and the luxury of yesteryear, but it is augmented by all of the modern amenities. FrenchLick.com is the website and that includes a place where you can see the Pete Dye and the Donna Ross golf courses too. Two major championship venues in this week in which we're talking about a major championship. It is the Masters. More of the Fairways of Life show coming up worldwide after this.
2: Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone
1: Tourage is proud to announce two new Hot Launch series designed to cover both ends of the game improvement golf club spectrum. The Hot Launch E521 line is for extreme game improvement, featuring the revolutionary Houdini Soul, offset head, extremely low center of gravity, and game-changing high MOI, or the Hot Launch C521, competition spec game improvement clubs that are for those looking for a classic look with a full suite of game improvement technology like diamond face and cup face technology, rear sole weighting, acoustic engineering, and an even deeper power channel. Tour Edge and the Hot Launch 521 line, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Log on to TourEdge.com today. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Log on to boingolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, is committed to helping you extend the golf season as long as possible this year with rain jackets and outerwear for all conditions. New to the FJ Outerwear lineup is the Hydro Tour Rain Jacket, designed to withstand the most extreme weather. Made specifically for golf with a material that is quiet, comfortable, and waterproof, it also features a patented dry seal collar, a double collar that moves the water away from the back of your neck, not down it, no matter how hard the rain is coming down. Play more this year. Play better. Check out the Hydro Tour rain jacket and all the other industry-leading rainwear from FootJoy at FootJoy.com/medp. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever, thegolftravelgroup.com. When Ben Hogan founded his company in 1953, his mission was to make the finest golf equipment in the world. That remains our mission today. We forge every club we make to provide the feel and feedback investment clubs simply can't provide. And our craftsmen micro-manufacture each club to your exacting specifications in our Fort Worth, Texas factory. You'll only find Ben Hogan Golf Equipment at BenHoganGolf.com. Visit us online. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life Show on this Monday of the masters week. It still sounds odd to say it in November, but thankfully we can say it. I'm encouraged by that. in fact, I did see an article Dom one of the one of the companies that's that's working on the vaccine for the virus they they claim in in testing as like ninety percent effective or something so far. they said in early testing, so I don't know if that's code for. You know, an indication of how much longer from that point it will take to to, br- to roll the vaccines out. I don't know if your wife said anything about it, but I hope that she's she's in the medical field. I hope that it's going to be sooner than later. She has not said anything to me, but I love that since how this whole thing started. You are using me as if I'm a doctor because my wife's a PA. No, she's hey, a Dominic, did you hear about uh, the vaccine? Well, what do you know about it? Tell me everything you know because well, I figured, I'm a doctor. <laughs> first of all, I don't believe that she didn't tell you. I believe she told you. She said, don't say anything to anybody. I actually, in all, in all fairness and honesty, I have a buddy who is a doctor. And he's already had the vaccine because he was part of the, you know, whatever they call it, the samples survey that they do or whatever they've what do they call that when they when they give somebody the shot in advance? To whatever. It's half out. the people get the real deal and half the people get the placebo. Oh, placebo. And, and I said to him, how do you know which one you got? And he kind of looked at me. First of all, he's like, because I'm a doctor, duh. But he he actually knew by the way that it felt the, the difference. And, and so... Anyway, I hope that it's sooner than later for everything and for all the excitement that everybody has. Oh, uh, this is going crazy on social media already. This is the Cleveland Zipcore wedge. I was explaining this to you guys in the first segment. We're giving this away. It's just, you know, when, when you got the big events going on in 2020, there certainly hasn't been as many of them. We want to do something special. And it's also a great way for us to promote what we're doing with Fairways of Life. So, we have this wedge that we're giving away, and, and what they, what Cleveland did with this Zip Core wedge was they redesigned it from the inside out. I mean, it's a beautiful wedge, as you just saw from the, the pictures that Andrew is putting up there. But that face, in the core of that face, the center of that face, uh, the middle of, as the, as people call it, the sweet spot. The, the sweet spot is really a balance point on the club. It's actually the size of a pin. But with the marketing, they they the sweet spot has become something enlarged. Bottom line is this: if you put lighter material in the middle of a club, the middle of the face, it gives you more weight that you can use as discernible weight on the perimeter. And when you have more weight on the perimeter, you effectively have a perimeter weighted ultra forgiving club. That's the idea behind perimeter weight. So that it's not a question of if, but it's a question of when you miss that balance point, that pinpoint in the middle of the the face you're going to get the maximum performance from the rest of it. And so there's all kinds of technology built in, all the wedges in the game today, but certainly in Cleveland's wedges is one of the leaders, and that includes the micro grooves as well as the big grooves that are in the club. Grooves in a lot of ways act as gutters for debris and water between you know grass, etc., uh, as you're making contact with the ball. And if a groove is, is too narrow or if a groove is worn out, uh, that water will cause what they call a flyer. It's just like hydroplaning in your car, so it's very hard to control the precise scoring club spin that you want when you've got a wedge in hand, and that can happen when you're in rough. So the more help you get from these grooves, both with taking water away from The contact between the golf ball and the club face and also in getting a little bit bite in it. It has all that combination, but I'm most impressed with the fact that they used a a lighter core material so they have heavier weight on the perimeter of this zip core wedge. It is an absolute beauty. All you have to do is follow us on Facebook. When I say us, follow Fairways of Life on Facebook or follow Fairways of Life on YouTube. And I'm when we go through the list, I use a, a random number calculator, find the number, find out if it's registered on the two databases of the of respectively. So that's the wrinkle that we're throwing into this one. So it's Facebook and it's YouTube, and someone is going to win this Zipcore wedge. I have no clue what this Zipcore wedge dom is selling for at retail right now. I know last time I I'm was in sure. a, a retail store. I'm not to look store. it up, Matt. Uh, Yeah, last time I was in a, a retail store. They were sold out of these, so I couldn't even see. But I think, if and people started, don't change their wedges enough, Matt. I don't think. I mean, you would probably agree with that. Most people, their grooves, the grooves you're talking about, and what they accomplish from a you know a technical standpoint, most people's grooves are worn out way more than they should be, and they need a new wedge. So you should, yeah, it's amazing and Get this wedge. Well, what happens lots of times is people fall in love with the, the shape of their the wedge. They get used to it. They fall in love with the bounce, so that depending on what kind of shots you're hitting around the green, uh, for example, like one of the things that I really like about this this particular zip core wedge, and this this is a mid-bounce, so this is a 10, so this is a little bit low for the average bounce, say for, for those of you that are listening or watching us in the United States, uh, but I like the way that this... this heel on this club has been shaped. Uh, in, in some cases, when you see this kind of shape, it's actually uh, taken to the wheel. It's actually shaved that way. This one isn't. This one was tooled to, to be the way that it was. So people fall in love with a lot of those attributes and they get very used to it with the wedge, but there's so many varieties of grinds available in the game today and, and wedges that you can find a, a wedge grind and a bounce grind that replicates what you have. What Dom is talking about is that these grooves wear out. So if you play an average amount of rounds, say for, for core golfer, you're talking about 20 to 30 rounds in a year, and some of you are laughing because for some people that's in a month, but the a wedge and the grooves on a wedge, if you're going to play that much, you're talking about every 6 months to a year if you want to get maximum effectiveness with how this face was designed and how these grooves are are intended to work and really bite into the predominantly urethane on a golf ball for a player of that caliber. So, anyway, we're going to be giving this away. Just make sure you follow us on Facebook Fairways of Life and follow us on YouTube Fairways of Life and we'll figure out a time and day that's best to give that away to everybody. We're not going to be in your way this week when it comes to the Masters. We're going to be with you now through Wednesday. We're going to keep you up to speed and everything that's going on. But once the tournament proper kicks off on Thursday morning, there's a whole myriad of ways to see it. I'm not going to go through that with you today. I will tomorrow, though, of telling you how and when and where you can get your coverage of the Masters. Now, speaking of coverage of the Masters and someone that's been doing it for absolutely, decades, is Ron Syrak, who I'm delighted to tell you will join us right off the top of the show on Tuesday. As to the press conference scheduled today at Augusta National, at high noon, these times are all Eastern, uh, Fred Ridley will be addressing the media. At 1.30, Adam Scott. At 2 p.m., Patrick Cantillay. Keep an eye on him. At 2.30, Matt Wolfe. At 3.30, Andy Ogletree. Tomorrow, big slate of interviews coming through the press area. At 8.30 a.m., Terrell Hatton. At 9.00 a.m., Shane Lowry. At 9.30, John Rahm. At 10.00 a.m., Bryson DeChambeau. 11.00 a.m., Brooks Kepka. At 12.30, all Eastern Time tomorrow, Justin Thomas. At 1.00 p.m., Tiger Woods. At 2.30 p.m., Phil Mickelson. At 3.00 p.m., Rory McIlroy. At 4.00 p.m., Dustin Johnson. On Wednesday at 11 a.m., Fred Ridley, chairman, will speak again. On Thursday, just after the opening tea ceremony, uh, it is estimated to be about 8 a.m., Jack Nicholas and Gary Player will be addressing the media. That list that I just went through with you, with players that are coming through, doing a press conference, if I gave you that list, which represents 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 players, not counting Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player unless they decide to carry on and play 18 holes. So that list, would you take someone from that list or the field? I'll give you the, the, the entirety of the rest of the field. There's 93 players. Would you take someone from the field or someone from the list? that I just read off that we'll be addressing the media. All right, let's bring you up to speed and what happened in the week that was in birdies for love. For the week, Hideki Matsuyama led the way with 21 birdies, but chasing right after him was Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson, each with 20. Overall, Tom Hoagie continues to lead. He has 107 birdies. Now, remember how it works. On the weekly basis, there's a $50,000 payout to the charity of choice for the player that had the most birdies that week, and at the end of the RSM Classic, RSM will be making a payment of $300,000. The players make note of this, believe me. Here is Brooks Kepka after he finished with dual rounds of 65 in the weekend. At this point, it looked like Brooks Kepka may not only win the tournament, but he may also win the most birdies for the week. Ultimately, he was edged out by Hideki Matsuyama. But here's what Brooks had to say about the same.
3: Yeah, no, anytime you, know, you lead birdies for the week, you know you're doing something right. So it's nice what RSM and, and Davis are doing. Um, I think it's special to help guys out here on the tour and uh, give back. I mean, that's that's a big thing for us. Uh, it's always giving back, and you know the tour has done a good job of that, and, and I think all of the players have. Do
1: you have an idea? All right, that was Brooks Kepka talking about birdies for love, just like we will be doing week in and week out until it is concluded at the wrap-up of the RSM Classic. We thank RSM for what they are doing because it is touching and changing lives. Remember, the only leaderboard that we're talking about is the one with professionals on it, but they have a leaderboard as their corporation in terms of how people are doing, and that money from those individual offices spread out around the country and world are going right back into their local community. All right, touredge.com. If you log on there, you can see the breadth and width of their product line, which is massive from clubs that are made for the best of the best. And you may number yourself amongst that grouping. When it comes to tour professionals, there's well over a 1,000 tour edge clubs in play on the top tours around the world, but whether it is for them or whether it is for someone perhaps in your life that's just being introduced to the game, you have the surety of knowing that there is a lifetime warranty backing what is pound for pound the best value and performance in the game of golf. TourEdge.com. BridgestoneGolf.com is where you can go to make sure that your golf ball matches your game. It's a critically important thing to understand, and you can understand it by getting the fit at BridgestoneGolf.com, V is in video. They'll tell you how to do it and how to shoot it. You can send it in, and an expert will come back and tell you which golf ball is best for you. Maybe it'll be one of their new Tour B golf balls with the revolutionary reactive urethane cover. Okay, in terms of coverage of the Masters today, just today, I'm going to go through the whole week with you, as I promised, tomorrow. Morning drive will be on the air until 9 a.m. this morning. I realize in our live window we're talking about minutes, but that will lead to... Golf Central live from the Masters on Golf Channel. That's going to go all the way up live until five p.m. Eastern Time today. Then at seven p.m. tonight, it will go for another two hours. With then, as you guys know, at the the live from the Masters panel that you've grown used to at these big events, and that will run from 7 p.m. again till 9 p.m. Eastern time this evening. Okay, so there's tons of content that will be coming from and out of Augusta National today, and as I mentioned, it's not a very heavy day with press conferences, but throughout the course of the afternoon, there are some distinctive ones with uh, Chairman Ridley at noon, Adam Scott at 1.30, Cantlay at 2, Matt Wolf at 2.30, Andy Ogletree at 3.30, so I'm sure you're going to see all or parts of those press conferences as they are conducted in that live coverage that we will feature for you on Golf Channel. It expands from Tuesday onward in terms of the other media entities that will be carrying coverage. Uh, speaking of media entities, as I mentioned to you, super excited that tomorrow morning I'm going to be open up with Ron Syrak as well. Ireland.com, when you get an opportunity, you can see how and why this beautiful place has been welcoming people for so very long. And on that website at Ireland.com, you'll see not only all the cultural attractions, the ancient artifacts that are there, including the this, this sorts of, of castles, etc., that I know a lot of people get into. Maybe it's your own ancestry that you want to get back in touch with, or maybe it's playing the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world. You can see it all at Ireland.com. Thank you for being with us for it all today on this Monday. Super excited about everything that lies in store for the week that is now. It is Masters Week. We appreciate your company. Have a great day. Bye for now.